Welcome to Hershey and the Keegs Show, starring pitcher Mark Hirschman and his personal catcher, Mike Keegan. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. live from the Governor's Comedy Club radio studio. Thanks so much for listening. A show about nothing. Two morons are talking. They both are really funny. They just go with the flow. It's the Hershey and Keith Show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tuesday, 9 p.m. and. What do you know? It's the Hershey and Keeg Show. <laughs> oh, I like that. You like that one? That I was like good. That. I've been thinking about that one all week. All week. Yeah, last last week was a little bit of a, a, a bummer. What this do you one... know? It's the Hershey and the Keeg Show. <laughs> yeah. We have to think, are there other big major shows that use that? I don't I, think so. I don't think so. I thought of it. I've been thinking about it all week. That's the one I think I want to go with. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, you know? to gonna get some feelers this week on how to... Yeah. What do you know? It's the Hershey and Keeg show. Right, everybody, you send in those massive YouTube comments yeah. and Facebook comments and let us know if you like. What do you know? It's the Hershey and the Keeg show. Exactly. I like that. I Michael. thought it might have taken a few more weeks for me to to figure out one that I like. I mean, who'd imagine like that by week two you've already locked down something that could put uh, you in the lores of radio history forever? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Way to go, buddy. That's my here's Johnny. <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to be more famous at some point. Probably, so. Obviously, yeah. So Good job, bud. We're here. We're here happy we to be here. Thank we you are. guys for listening. Yes. Uh, Mike, Mark, Sally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I don't know if you, if you guys know that that's Colin Cosell. The, uh, right. That when he says that I'm the catcher and you're the pitcher, mm-hmm. people might get the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. N- they might. It's actually a, a euphemism for gay sex. Right. Okay. That's I correct. just want to make sure that that's. Clear. I hope they do. I didn't want people to get the wrong idea. It's a euphemism for homosexual sodomy. But you know what's interesting is that Colin Cosell does not know that. It's almost like <laughs> what's the uh, the old story about Phil Rizzuto and the, uh, the the meatloaf song that uh, he doesn't know that the song is about them uh, yeah, yeah, fornicating he, he and other it's things. A baseball song. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so. This is very similar. Um, Exa- basically, exactly the same. Exactly the same, yeah. Yeah, so, and it's also a, a nod to Pride Month. It's Pride Month now, right? Exactly. How's your Pride Month going? No, I feel proud. I'm You're always proud, proud all the time. I'm proud of you. Um, proud of the show. I'm, I am proud of the show. I'm proud of. A, we have a lot to talk about this week. I know that. Um, I want to talk about my first Pride. The, remember Pride when it first when they uh, first passed gay marriage in. The, the United States of America. Yep. It yes, was in I do. 2015. I remember. Do you remember where you were? I was. Um, I was watching uh, Regis and Kathy Lee. Nice. Um, no, I don't remember. Right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I actually <laughs> believed him. I'm like, yeah. oh wow. I, I was driving to do a spot in Greenwich Village. Okay, that's appropriate. Which is yeah, was the epicenter. I think. You're right. And I'm, I get, I turn onto McDougal Street. Right. And there were people just celebrating all over the place. It was awesome. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the the gayest, pinkest-haired little guy came prancing over to my car and just smashed his penis up against my driver's side window. Wow. And, I, you know, I, I'm like, this is pride. I'm proud. I don't know if there's any better way <laughs> to announce pride. Exactly. I'm like, this is... He's proud. He's proud. There's nothing wrong with this. Yeah. Uh, any other time, I'd get mad when I looked over and saw the mushroom stamp he left on my window. Ew. But, yeah, <laughs> disgusting. But yeah. But you know that was that was when I was like, all right, this is happening, and it's good, and it's a good thing. 
I'm just trying to think about the concept of having a member that long to whip it anywhere. Yeah, I know, you right? Know? Exactly. I, that's, yeah. that's pretty impressive. So that's a good memory. I'd be, I'd be proud of that, too. I don't have uh, that kind of memory, but I'm glad that sticks with you, yeah. or, so and I I'm did, glad it's influential. I in did your... want to make sure I mentioned that for pride. No, I'm glad you did, and, and you're having a good month. I know you had a good weekend. Good weekend. Um, <laughs> now, you, we'll talk about the Belmont Stakes. That, that's what earned me this uh, Yoo-Hoo that you brought me. My favorite drink you brought me is a gift. You earned now, yourself a sh- a frosty chocolate beverage there. Did you have your high school reunion before the Belmont Stakes on Saturday, or was it that Saturday night you had the high school reunion? It was that Saturday night. I got into the Uber right after Mo Donegal won the Belmont Stakes. Okay, okay. So um, Mike took some of my suggestions, and he made some wagers, and apparently made a couple of bucks. and A couple uh, of frog skins. All I asked for in return was a... Uh, a frothy yoo and, and that's what Michael had brought me. So, because yep. I was so. I was going with Mo Donegal. Yeah. Anyway, I love that horse. Okay. I love the name. Sure. Beautiful horse. Right. Um, Nest, a terrible name for a horse. I right. think. Okay. I never would have thought to uh, include that horse into an exacta, but Mark said uh, this horse is going to do big things today. She did. Yeah. She, and she did. She my did. for people that that weren't following my uh, Saturday morning predictions were that uh, Mo Donegal was going to win the race, that the female in the race, the lone female Ness, was going to run a huge race, which she did. And I guess maybe the biggest prediction was that the winner of the Kentucky Derby, who was well thought of for this particular race on Saturday, the Belmont Stakes, I predicted that the horse was going to run nowhere, and that's exactly what happened. Exactly. So Just, I nailed all he's three. Still, he's still running. And Mike um, had some money, so when he went out to his uh his high school reunion on saturday he had some extra scratch in his pockets which uh didn't end well no (laughs) now so you had your high school reunion yeah uh where where was this and was carla with you carla was not with me okay um carla was originally going to come with me but we had juliana had two dance recitals that day and a birthday party to go to okay so i wasn't going to make carla run back and forth the 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 um the party itself was okay. at my friend Mark, who actually has been in this studio. He's uh he owns a craft beer. Uh, oh, I've heard that show shop. on yeah. yeah Mondays. He's yeah. been on the wart here on Mondays, mm-hmm. and uh, he owns a craft beer bottle shop in Deer Park. He's one of my best friends. We went to high school together. We went to college together. Okay, so he owns his place. We had it there. It's called Hopscotch Brewery in Deer Park. Okay, good. And um, we went there. Carla was not in attendance, but I okay. told Carla, I said, listen, I spoke to a couple of my friends from high school the day before. Some of them aren't coming, so I'm probably going to go for like an hour. I'm probably going to be right. an early night. Starts right. at 7. I'll be home by 9, 9.30. Right. 3.30 in the morning, yeah. I'm in a strip club. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I haven't been to a strip club in years. Right. Years, a.k.a. <laughs> seven weeks. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and so And so we freely tell Carla that we're in a strip club. There's no issue about yeah, that. Yeah, I made that mistake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know if this was coming out right now or that was something that you had talked no, about. No, I told her the next day and yeah. uh, she wasn't happy, but whatever. If I, if Carla had any, and I'm assuming you was a strip club on Long Island, and if that was the case, she's got nothing to be concerned about whatsoever because they're, they're abhorrent places. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we horrific. had a good time though. You know what happened? It was me and uh, four of my buddies from high school. I hadn't seen them in a long time. Okay. My buddy Tom uh, has a very very successful business. Yeah, lots of money, lots of got, singles. He's got the money. He goes. Yeah. I'm I'm putting us all in an Uber. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get his bottle service at the strip club. Wow. So, we had a table. We had a bottle of a bottle of vodka. Okay. 
and um, he disappeared for the rest of the night. Wow. Yeah. So he. Uh, well, let's hope Tommy's wife's not listening. <laughs> <I know> exactly. <laughs> yeah. He disappeared for the rest of the night. I, I couldn't even wait. It was three thirty in the morning. He hadn't been back yet. And I'm like, I got to get an Uber home. I wanted right. him to pay for my Uber home. Right, of but course. I ended up paying for my own Uber oh home. Oh, my God. 35 bucks down. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. 38, okay. $38. Oh, wow. It Pretty was <laughs> yeah, not bad, Mark. Thank you. Um, but, it, I mean, it was fun. I have a friend of mine. He's the bouncer at the strip club. Okay. And he goes, uh, he goes, what the hell are you doing here? I'm like, oh, it's my high school reunion. He's like, you're having it here? Right. Like, you no, and was... four guys? Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst high school reunion <laughs> ever. Did everyone die? Oh, my <laughs> no, God. Exactly. You're like the survivors. Yeah, it's the five of us. Um, How was the beginning part? Where they're actually beginning part was great. It was actually a really good turnout. Uh, my class president had organized it, okay. so she, um, I messaged her the day before. I said, well, you know, what's the turnout looking like? She's like, ah, not, not too many people responded, but a lot of people just showed up that didn't respond. Okay, so it was a great turnout. We had an awesome time. Okay, she did a great job. Now, was it awkward for you being that you've reached this level of success and these other people were probably like fawning all over you? Was that uncomfortable? Or? Yeah, I, I, I put myself in a roped off area. Oh, good. Okay. So everybody okay. one at a time was able right. to come so, over so and say hi to me. Like yeah. a llama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. and if, uh, if uh, what everyone was saying there is true, I don't have to worry about selling out my special on August 26th because every single person there is like, yeah. We'll be there. We'll be there. Oh man! How many? How many of those thirty-five people do you think are going to be there? I would say probably the four friends that you're with and Tom. <laughs> the, the, that's probably it. Yeah, Tom, because he's going to want to go to the show. Now, is the show is the show in the giggle room or the regular? The giggle room. Giggle room. Yeah. And how many does the giggle room hold? Giggle room holds about ninety. Ninety. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You should be able to sell that out in your sleep, dude. Yeah, we'll see. You should. I'm, listen, just because this is a big day in your life, yeah. it's the big taping, you should be able to sell it out. And it's the day before my birthday, so I should be able to guilt yeah. people into coming. All right. As we get closer, we'll hammer people out on the yeah, show for yeah. sure. Um, okay, so you, had, so you had a good experience there. Good experience. Great high school reunion. It was my 20-year reunion, but it was postponed a year because of the pandemic. Okay. So, funny enough... The people that graduated the year before me also had their 20-year reunion the same night that we did. Oh, so. wow. And that was in a, in a classy place like you had it also? <laughs> or it was, was a shithole in Amityville, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. So East Meadow High School, was it you went? Yeah. So you, they know how to do it. They know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Really? Right in East Meadow. Classy bunch. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm glad you had a, a good weekend. Um, we I don't think we really had told people, but we were planning this week. Um, we were going to have... Um, Mike's dad on, but uh, Papa Keeg's got a um, cold he, feet, a little cold feet, which is okay. And 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 you had texted me, and you were concerned that I was going to be upset about it. And the truth is, I thought it was going to be a tough act to follow after the moms were on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no. That it might have just been, we might have been spinning our wheels, and and uh, Papa Keeg's might have just fallen short anyway. Could so, be. It could be. He could have embarrassed himself. He could have dropped the. He could have dropped an egg. Yeah, know? I don't know if it would have been that as much as just you know maybe we, we wouldn't just hit the same note and um i know he made a little bit of a of a stink with you that if my dad wasn't going to be on why should he be on yeah, exactly he pulled exactly. that stuff yeah you know so why does he get to not be on right yeah. so you know what it's just better off that um lucky bastard but yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> he called him a lucky bastard lucky bastard he said he had to be on the show well we have a little surprise for papa keegs um <laughs> something that that uh i randomly did a couple of days ago and i texted 
texted Sally about, so we got a little surprise for you also. Um, I, I went into my cell phone, and I randomly picked a couple of uh, old voicemails from Papa Hirsch. Oh, boy. So, um, I, you know, I did this with anticipation that Papa Keegs was going to be on. Mm -hmm. I was like, if he's going to have his dad on, I'm going to have my dad yeah. on too. So now... Papa Hirsch is going to win because your dad's not on. And uh, I don't really know. The, the Obviously, my, my dad's been gone now for four and a half years. Um, I saved as many back in the day of uh, voicemails as I could. And I randomly picked three without even listening to them over the weekend. I texted them to Sally. I said, from a production standpoint, are we going to be able to pop these up? Is that going to be okay? So, um, Sally, what do you think? Was it Did I send it to you in proper format? Is it going to work out okay? I hope so. Let's give it a go. So we're, gonna, so we're gonna do. We'll do one at a time. I like the confidence. Let's do. We'll do one at a time. Can we do one at a time, and then we can um, mm -hmm. either potentially carry me out of the studio if I'm in not great <laughs> shape, or we can at least kind of uh, analyze them or discuss what had happened. Is that okay? Absolutely. All right. Let's go for number one. And, and again, I don't know what one number one is or two or three. So mm -hmm. let's give it a shot. All right. We're actually calling him. We're calling. <laughs> Say hello to heaven. Wait, is he, is he going to pick up? Is he? <laughs> what's going to happen here, Sally? Hey, Mark David, what's up? Tell me something. You wrote a check for Nissan. Was it the last check that we had to write? Or was it for, what the hell month was it for? <laughs> because you don't write the month that the check was for when you wrote the check. Okay, give me a buzz, little boy. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. All right. So sarcasm is a language that. Uh, so it, it's interesting. So that was Papa Hirsch call number one, and you heard he called me little boy, which he he did probably up until the day that he died. That was yeah. something that he called me, which was uh, kind of sweet. Yeah. Um, but I would get those calls uh, about his checkbook. Um, you cannot imagine how often those would come because um, I, probably part of the reason why I still actually keep a checkbook is because my father was so passionate about his checkbook. Yeah. And I will tell you that, that when, when, when he passed and, when, and I was going around the house and going through things, I actually picked up the check ledger and you could see that up until... I think two days before he was still trying and he was in bad shape at the end, but he was still trying to like make notes in his check ledger. Mm -hmm. And if his check ba checking balance was ever fucked up, it drove him insane to the point where he would call me to ask me to go ahead and like <laughs> consult if I could figure out what was going on. Yeah. Why it was off. Yeah. So, yeah. um, okay. So that was a good one that the, the Papa Hirsch yeah. checkbook. What do we have foundation. for, what do we have for number two here? Silly Sally. Ten after seven on Tuesday. Call me back. I also call you every ten fucking minutes. <laughs> um, Would he really call you every so ten fucking the minutes? The funny thing about that is that I, 
I would never even get a chance to hear these messages. It would be like, call me back or I'll call you back in 10 fucking minutes. But then I would get three or four phone calls subsequent to that so that when I would actually hear that message that night or the next day, I'd already spoken to him twice already. <laughs> so that was definitely a, a Papa Hearst thing. What, so. did he, uh, what did he pass away from? My, my father, he had had like a congestive heart failure at the end. So it was okay. just like... It so was he a, just wasn't feeling good Yeah, it was, it was, a you know, I mean, he, he covered it up well, you know, he, nobody really knew that he was in bad shape and i didn't really talk about it it wasn't you know my thing mm -hmm. um people are always, always surprised by that that is um you know i put all my stuff out there facebook and whatnot but when it comes mm -hmm. to stuff like that i don't i'm not i don't talk about it so yeah. when my father went people were like what like what what happened yeah. you know yeah. it was just um it was just my thing and um and his and and uh but um yeah so he would he would call he would leave multiple messages, and he'd call the house phone, and then you'd see, like, Stacy's cell phone ring, and then my <laughs> cell phone. Wow, that's yeah. great. Yeah, it was cool. That's really great. Um, so what do we have for number three? Let, let's analyze this one up a little bit. Six o'clock, call before, but we couldn't get to the phone because mother was standing on a chair changing a bulb. <laughs> okay. Talk to you later. Now, I wanted to save that one for last. It's <laughs> so funny up. because for people who who know my mother, and this was even four years ago, my mother has not been um, physically fit to change a light bulb on it standing on a chair since probably the '60s. <laughs> so, not that you know, my mom's fine; she gets around, but you know, she's not standing on a is chair. Is it because she's not athletic, or she's she just, yeah, just gets just, dizzy yeah, for no, decades? Just, everything. I don't know. She just it's would, too much. She would never be in any situation in her peak would not be standing on a chair <laughs> changing a light bulb so it's just hilarious that he what um, a ball buster yeah he's a total ball breaker how total. long were they were together for so uh, my parents got married in 1966 oh, and my that father was the year passed I was born. yeah and he and my father passed in 2017 so 50 51 years wow. that's fantastic yeah yeah but it was uh they were like the, uh, if you remember the cartoon, like the, the Lockhorns, Lockhorns yeah, yeah. you know, real funny, funny stuff. They would just, uh, you know what? I might go through some more of those now that I, I actually was able to get through those and not have a nervous breakdown. Yeah, you did now. a good job. Man. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's so funny that, uh, that you know, um, I, so I, it's funny, like towards the last like year or two, I started to save them into my phone just because I knew like, well, where, where else do you... Where else do you have record unless you actually go in and videotape someone, which I didn't really want to do that and be like, hey, dad, I know you're going to die. Let me videotape you. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, so this was this was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, that awesome. was Papa Hirsch. It's cool because, you know, we met your mom. Yeah. And I could picture your dad busting her chops like that because she's so sweet. And yes. Yeah, he was he was a ball of buster, my father. There's no question about it. But they definitely um, they definitely bounced each other it bounced off each other very well yeah. um but they they were a, a good good comedy duo um so yeah so your dad decided to bail tonight and mine didn't yeah, you know what so, your, your dad took the spotlight yeah well, he hasn't been with us in four and a half years right and there he is my dad's home watching the waltons <laughs> but you know what it's it's uh 
it's Father's Day, and I, and I think it's important that um, Father's Day is what Sunday, right? Sunday, yeah. So the show next Tuesday will be two days after Father's Day. Will be, uh, um, you know, uh, an afterthought. So we did from weeks ago. We wanted to make somehow acknowledge Father's Day, and um, you know, the truth is, to all you dads out there who are listening, I, I think that hopefully you guys can have a nice, relaxing day on Sunday and do something that you love. And, and uh, it's a hard job. And Mikey, you know, you're essentially a dad now. And, uh, you know, do you feel, does Father's Day have more significance to you now that you're a dad, um, a pseudo dad, than it did when you were not one? It definitely does, you know, because right away, first thing I thought was, uh, oh, what am I, I going to do with my dad for Father's Day? Where am I going to take him? What am I going to do? And then I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, Juliana probably has plans. Right. You know, so like, you know, last year we all did something together. So this year, like, you know, half the day I'm going to be with my dad. Carla got us tickets to go to a Ducks game. Okay. Oh, and that's then, fun. Terrible, yeah. yeah. <laughs> terrible. Awful. That's then, an awful way to spend the day. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, at night uh, after that, you know, uh, it's going to be Juliana time. So yeah. you know, she's gonna, she, she makes me a card every year. She gets okay. me a gift. And actually on Saturday morning, uh, her school does like a Father's Day breakfast. Okay. And then we go to the movies. So it's... Uh, I'm glad know. they do that because, you know, I could I could tell you with like kids in elementary school um mother's day you they get all the the arts and crafts and stuff but father's day a lot of times schools already ended right exactly schools either ended or they don't give a shit you know they're they're done they're (laughs) just watching movies at that point i remember growing up we had the mother's day plant sale at school yeah it was never a father's day no right father's day go fuck yourself yeah Yeah. and it's definitely appreciated like fathers are fathers rock you know it's funny i did before you told me your dad wasn't going to do the show i I was trying to kind of think some questions that i was going to ask him and the one thing i did really want to ask him from a serious standpoint is you know obviously 30 something years as uh the father of, of a, just one boy, and then now it seems like your parents have f- so head over heels fell in love with Juliana. Yeah. Um, w- w- did your, I was going to ask your dad, did, like, did you ever realize that you, all these years, you would love having a baby girl so much? Like, How has that changed your, your life? Is it surprising how much? Now, I can understand that your mom loves her, but your dad seems equally smitten. Yeah. You know, is that surprising to you? them i mean what, what do you think about it, that it is to me i see a softer side to my dad with yeah. her around like you know like obviously you know right the hugging thing yeah you know he'll she'll come over he'll give her a big hug oh yeah he'll hug her with no question I yeah. Had that, you know, yeah but no yeah i have <laughs> Your res- resentment towards truly uh, it makes you see a softer side to my dad because yeah. you know he gets excited when she comes over mm-hmm. and uh you know they do their little activities together and um it's it's, it's funny with my mom my mom always wanted a girl yeah so she basically kind ra- of raised that, yeah. me as a girl, I guess. Yeah, she of. always wanted a girl, but on her side um, of the family, it was me and her sister had three boys. It was all boys. Those are your cousins so, who were like your brothers. Those my cousins who were like my with. brothers, yeah. yeah. We grew up in the same town. We went to high school together. Right. So it was the four of us, and uh, my mom only knew boys. She only knew how to raise boys. She babysat them, raised right. them. She raised me. And then now, like, she's got a girl with Juliana. Yeah. And she loves it. She, I mean, she adores Juliana to no end. But, like, when Juliana would be like, you know, Grammy Diane, can you, can you brush my hair? My mom's like, I don't know how to make a fucking ponytail. Right. You know, she's like, I had boys. I didn't, you know. So, you, you know, and my, mom, my mom grew up, she had four sisters. There were five right. girls. But she's like, I don't know how to make a ponytail. I don't know how to do all that shit. So, like, uh, you know, she's, she's learning. 
but they, so it's been a, it's been a, a big life change for them that yeah. like came totally out of left field. Really did because you know it yeah. wasn't you know like you know you, you're waiting nine months for a baby to be born. Right. It's like no, nah, mom, I'm dating this uh, this Hispanic girl and uh, yeah. she's got two kids. Which reminds me, we have some news to tell you, Sally. About you no, do. no. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, no, no. no. Well, I was pregnant. No. No. Uh, yeah. Um. So okay, cool. Uh, you know, the other thing I I wanted to uh to do, I thought, I don't think have I ever told, uh, and certainly you can tell as many as you want, but there's a a couple of Papa her stories that I've been trying to figure out the proper um week proper show location point where to introduce them did, mm -hmm. I, did i mention any of these stories before i don't think i did I don't think so so some of my closest friends who um experience these and they and they love these stories and, I, and i've told them many times but i've never told them for you guys so i'll tell you a couple stories in honor of papa hirsch tonight because it is the uh hershey and keeg's father's day episode that father's extravaganza yeah i think that's what it is Right? So, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, uh, one of my favorite stories is uh, this was the um, it was the day before um, Christmas break, senior year of high school. And uh, myself and my friends, we were high school seniors and we all uh, I would say it was safe to say that we had drinking issues, which was certainly not. You know, back in, in in the 80s, 90s, like kids would drink. Nowadays, it's not as common, I guess, yeah. for kids to go to school. But we would do some stupid things, and we had a uh, a group called the Friday Morning Drinking Club. And um, awesome. th this particular Friday morning was the Friday leading up to um, Christmas break. So we decided to meet at w one of our buddies' house, my buddy James Rogers, who's living off in California now. And you guys were like, I can't believe we're going to be in fourth grade next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we, uh, this particular Friday, we decided that we were going to not only get, get trashed before school, but we were going to go to school and we were going to wear ties. So now we not only were trashed, smelled like booze but now we had arrows on you know targets on us i <laughs> should say mm -hmm. so um we got uh lit totally lit we were drinking bottles of champagne and cheap beer and, and um uh basically w by the beginning of second period we were caught in the hallway beating a kid like just <laughs> slap <laughs> we were just like not beating to death but like just he he was drinking with us but he wasn't a kid who normally drank with us and he was being very loud so we like was smacking him around to get him to stop and that led to us running into our third period classroom mrs vogel who's a, a legend, a, a Long Island teaching legend, or at least a Valley Stream. And uh, so I was in the front, and um, and my buddy John Diamond was in the back. And Miss one of my best friend's name is John Diamond. That's no, the same one, same yeah. same kid. That's yeah. Love seat. Oh, love seat. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was a nickname that you had for him, <laughs> uh, Johnny Diamond. But um, so Vogel had. It came to to Miss Vogel's attention that Johnny D was lit, and um, we called him Johnny D too. She, crazy. Well, yeah. same thing. Um, yeah. So she she yelled at him in the back, John, you got to go down to the office. And I'm up there, sitting up in the front of the classroom. I'm like, oh my god, she didn't get me. She just got Johnny D, and um, 
she knew that I was with him because I was always with him and yeah. I, everything that he did, I did. And we all did the same things. And she was not happy about this to this day. And I've told her about this story on Facebook. I've written it to her um, that she begrudgingly, she was like, Hirsch, you got to go too down to the office. And um, so I stood up and I was, you know, I was two sheets to the wind. And underneath my dress shirt, I had had a, a black T-shirt with big white lettering that said shit happens on it. And I ripped <laughs> open my shirt and it said shit happens and she was like downstairs so Jesus Christ. so <laughs> now in my mind i knew that we were going to be in trouble but i also knew that the first line of defense was going to be uh nurse feller fernola's office and nurse fernola always had our back she was never looking to get us in trouble but she also knew that if we were intoxicated she probably had to do something to yeah. to make us feel better so um she show us her tits no no she didn't do that she um so it was christmas so all the teachers and the nurses they they all had like cookies and cakes and stuff like that and uh she so me and my my buddy chris bruno who was like my childhood best friend mm -hmm. now he had gotten bagged at some point while another kid rob dempsey was being chased around the um the courtyard they couldn't get him the principal the vice principal they're all chasing him so me and chris bruno are in the um the nurse's office and she's like boys just have some cookies it'll sober you up so we're just stuffing Your nurse said that yeah wow. yeah she was Greatest great she was great yeah. so we're just we're stuffing ourselves with cookies you know so um about 10 or 15 minutes later mrs bruno comes in and mrs bruno was like my second mother so yeah. she comes in and she's obviously we, we've been bad we have to get sent home so i i get to go up and walk out with her and chris thinking that she's taking me home it was just what happened then? Like yeah, I, yeah. she was like my mother when my mother was at work. You know, yeah. she's like, "Oh no, no, Mark, you're not coming with me today." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Oh no, they already called your home." Uh, so in my mind, I'm no. like, "Well, what are they, it's my mother. What's she gonna do? Yeah. She come home Barb and she to kiss me to death?" You know, my mother was never gonna. Sorry, give. Barbie yeah. doll. Yeah, she was not gonna. She wouldn't give two shits. My mother. Yeah. She would. She would act like it, yeah. and then she'd say, "You want me to make you the sweet and sour chicken that you love?" <laughs> you know. And, and, Seriously? Yeah, that's 100 yeah. percent what would happen. So. Um, I'm still fine. I'm okay. Like, I'm not at all worried. Everything's going to be fine. And um, the assistant principal of the school, a guy named Mr. Kaplan, who he was, he detested me because I would just break his balls and I would always yeah. be in trouble. And he saw like a little swagger about me. He's like, oh, you think your mother's coming, don't you? So he walks in. He goes, um, Mark, um, your dad will be here in about 10 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, so now I'm like, all the color rushed out of me, you know, and I became sober as a judge instantly. I'm like, my dad, my dad works in Manhattan. He hasn't taken a day off in 500 years, yeah. you know? He's like, oh no, your dad took off today because of the holiday. He got off today. Your dad will be here in a few minutes. Oh, and he now, loved it. He was loving uh, it. My dad, it was the greatest, greatest, funniest guy ever, but he also, there had to be a limit. Like he didn't want, he didn't want his son to be a fucking total jerk off. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. So my dad, um, you know, comes into the nurse's office and um, he's he just gives me the like, you know, let's go, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, he, my father had parked. There's like a, a roundabout basically in front of Valley Stream South High School. So he mm -hmm. parks right underneath. There's like classrooms overlooking where my dad parked. Okay. And as I get into the car, I go to open the the front door to go in the in the front with him. And he's like, "If you sit in the front seat, you're gonna die." So, <laughs> so I I get in the back seat, and as I go to go into the back seat, I sit down and I look up to the second floor, and my Spanish class, Mrs. Ramore's class. 
all of them are hanging outside the window like you fucking idiot they're like and i'm like oh, pumping my fist like oh. i'm a hero and it's the best thing ever so i sit in the back seat i close the door and i'm and i'm like you know i'm giving them the high five and giving them the finger the whole thing and the next thing you know i uh, he just starts crippling my legs with punches he just dead legs me like boom boom like one after another oh my and God. i'm forget it i am just like totally decimated okay and that was it so my friends were all like they all run from the window like what was my father gonna do to them he's gonna go yeah, and beat yeah, them up exactly. also you know and so, there's no there's no call to cps back then no and no. believe me he, what he did was so deserve i deserved it so much like, it wasn't like, you know, I was like, what are you, crazy? Like, you know what? If you killed me now, it would have been yeah. a, a, a righteous punishment. So um, I go home, and now I'm obliterated, and I wind up going to sleep. I do not wind up getting up until midnight. That's how long I had slept for. Wow. By the time I get up, my sister had come back from college with her boyfriend, and I, I, he, my, my sister was asleep, her boyfriend was in the living room, and we started drinking beers together at 12 o'clock at night. Oh, my God. Is that not the best? Wow, that is the yeah. best. <laughs> but the next day, my father was like, you know, we were good at that point. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, once yeah. he had crippled me. What's it is? He doesn't you know? hate you. He's going he's gonna to learn you something. Yeah, once he had he had decimated my legs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he definitely my friends, the friends who were in that Spanish class, still talk about it to the day. Like, dude, those roundhouses that he <laughs> gave your legs were yeah. were the best. Yeah, you probably felt them from up and there. Did you change your behavior after that? No, 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 no. I was a problematic drinker. We were drinkers. We had a, a group. Me and my my three best friends called the Funneling Four. We had an image to uphold. We drank an enormous amount. We would funnel up to 12, 13, 14 beers on a Friday yeah, yeah. night. That's how me. That's how me. Yeah. And my friends were. Like too. we we had an image, but we the one thing we did do the drinking in school pretty much stopped. And if we were drinking in school, it was just casually, just to get through the day, just, to take the edge off. Just <laughs> just to just to turn the jitters off, you know, just to get through the stresses <laughs> of life at that point, but <laughs> just to numb out the DTs. But there was no, yeah, because in case you had the shakes or whatever, you had to go yeah. have a quick shot of bourbon or whatever. Yeah. But we were not, we weren't. There was no more like shirt and tie. Yeah. The organization officially came, unofficially came to an end yeah. at that point. Yeah. yeah, but um, so that was a good pop of her story. That is that, a great that, story, and that, you know something. With, my, I was the complete opposite. Yeah. I would shit myself if my mother was coming. Your mother like, was my coming, dad, okay. My mother worked days and my dad worked nights, so if okay. I was getting trouble in school, okay. I'd be my dad coming. Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't give a shit. My dad never once hit me. 38 years, never hit me. Wow, that's amazing. You know, very rarely yelled at me, very rarely uh, right. reprimanded me for anything. He didn't love my you, mother. obviously. He didn't give a <laughs> shit, exactly. Two shits. He's not here tonight. I, I'm not going to hug him. Your dad's dead and he was here. <laughs> yeah. My dad's fucking a mile and a half away. Your dad's attitude was not going to hug him, not going to come on his <laughs> podcast. He can drink, smoke, do crack. <laughs> exactly. He could be gay. I don't care. Whatever he wants to do. So don't think that was like so yeah, great. Exactly. But if your mom came, the Ita that, your mom's the Italian was, side. Yeah. Yeah, Vito, she would right? strike the fear of God into me. Okay. That's the Italian side. Okay, whack you around a little bit, or she would whack me around. Okay, a good. Bit, yeah. No, good, yeah. good. Maybe good. Uh, eat soap. Okay, put salt in my mouth or horseradish. Oh wow! So she would light you up a little bit. Yeah, she, okay. Yeah, she'd, uh, but um, your dad also uh, knew that he didn't need to do the the hard stuff because yeah, she was going to do it. She's she's the one that she, we're both afraid of her. We're yeah, she's the nicest, sweetest woman in the world. Right, but we're both terrified of her. Right, and. Uh, Still to this day. Okay. But, you know, my dad, like, well, the only time my dad almost hit me, almost hit me. Almost. 
was uh, there's a little girl that lived down the block from me, and I punched her in the face. Oh, that's amazing. My, it was funny. After my mom was on the <laughs> show, she's like, I, 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 I saw her, and she goes, uh, you know, I should have told the story about when you punched the little girl down the, the oh, block. We'll, we'll have her she back goes, on for goes, a face next punching. Time, next time I'm on, we'll talk about that. Like, yeah. like she's a recurring guest no, on the show she now. She will be. We'll yeah. have her back on for a face punching story. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, threw a, I threw a doorknob at the little girl that lived next door to me. I punched the girl down, down the block in the face. Yeah. And when, when I punched her in the face... I ran home and her mom told my dad and my grandfather was over too. My grandfather would beat the shit out of me. Yeah. But I it's hid. Amazing. We had these bushes on the side of my house and I hid in the bushes and they couldn't find me. Wow. 45 minutes. Wow. And they finally found me. My dad was ready to beat the shit out of me, but didn't. You know, he, was, he just. Well, you were 32 at the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, take me now, old man. I, uh, so you punched her square in the face, huh? Square in the face. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Exactly. Yeah. Carla's going to love this shit if she hears this. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. You know, awesome. I was thinking about it. The, the, I had a couple other Papa Her stories on the tell, and they do involve me being hurt. I don't know why, <laughs> what that is. My father was the most loving father, but yeah. I did get uh, an injury inflicted a couple of times. Um, another That's story. That's showed his love. Yeah, but well, this story, and certainly now that that I'm a father with children, this story in my mind plays out way differently. But um, this was when I was seven years old, and um, my parents were were going to Atlantic City for the weekend, and they were bringing me to my cousin's house. So my cousin's same age as me. We hung out a lot. Um, it's my mother's sister's son. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I look back on it, my father was just so excited to get the fuck away with my mother. And <laughs> do horrible things to my mother and go, go gamble and drink and smoke yeah. that the haste that he got rid of me in resulted in what happened which was he i was seven years old um we were we had a um a dodge duster uh plymouth duster plymouth duster blue plymouth, plymouth duster. duster and i guess in the haste of driving me there my father turned out of the cul-de-sac that we drove in um that we lived in yeah. he made a right turn and then he went to make a a cut down gibson um, Gibson Boulevard to go to my cousin's house and the door went flying open and I went rolling out of the car and he was going probably like 25 miles per hour and my father got a good three blocks before he even knew that I was gone <laughs> and I, so basically I just rolled you know like I rolled just kept on rolling and um, my face was all bruised and battered the, the crazy part about it, again, now they're looking back on it, my father never even brought me home to my mother because he knew it would have fucked the trip up. Fucked the trip up, exactly. So my yeah. father was like, you're fine. Cut the shit, yeah, pussy. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. you're fine. Yeah. So we I'm went to- this up for me. I'm getting laid this weekend. So we went to my, my aunt's house, which is literally five minutes away, and she's, she looks at me. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what happened? And I'm no, like- wait. Okay, aunt. Is this my, her this brother? Is, no, this is my mother's sister. Okay, got my it. My mother's sister. Because it matters. Um, yeah, so she sees- me and she's like what in the world is going on here my face is like scraped bruised so she's like she yells to her husband go run and get him a, like she got like a cold compress and i just spent the whole weekend with like my head like on this like it was on like <laughs> and a your, bed dad, your mother didn't know until <laughs> yeah. you came, your, your dad grabbed your aunt don't you fucking tell barbara yeah. my dad's in a 
harp shaped glass with a mirror on top, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, my face is numb, all bloodied. Isn't that a, like? Would yeah. you have done the same thing? Never in a million years. Yeah, maybe. I don't. I don't even know. Like but one vacation in like ten years. What my, would what would Max have to endure? <laughs> well, the funny for thing you is, to, to end vacations for my exactly. parents were very few and far between. That's what I mean. They, no one went anywhere back then. Yeah, my my parents have never taken a vacation. Ever. Yeah, ever. my parents either. Never. But my parents couldn't go anywhere because I had big time mama's boy issues. So like, if my parents went out, they knew that I would be standing at the the picture window on the on the second <laughs> floor. I would stare outside till they came home, yeah. and that probably happened until I was like fourteen. Like a golden like, retriever. It was pathetic. Way, like yeah. my sister would be like, "You pussy, enough already! Like enough! <laughs> You're fourteen already! Like stop staring yeah, out the window." No, I, I so that. my father had to be full of like he was just ready to go and <laughs> didn't care that I took a spill out yeah, of the car. No. But yeah. w when my mother saw me that t two days later, she's like, "What happened at your fucking cousin's house?" And my mm -hmm. father was like, "He went like he re reached for his gun. He's like, <laughs> I can shoot you if you tell her." That's so, amazing. Speaking of the gun, I'll give you one more how I almost got murdered by my father, who loved me more than anything. Um, my father, he had guns, but one of the one of the guns that was safe to use around the house was the BB gun that he would open up the back window on the second floor and he would shoot squirrels and stuff like yeah. that. My dad and had one of those too. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what the heck is that? That was the gun that I would see. Yeah. And my like, father... I squirrels away. I'm like, all right. He would shoot them. <laughs> he, my father, to the day he died, he had a, a BB in his hand that you She's could feel really. on his hand that they went to do surgery on and they're like, we can't get to where it is. Probably. Just leave it in there. So you'd be able to feel his BB. But... Um, I was just, I must have been probably 15 or 16 at this point, And whatever I was doing, I was instigating him to the point where I was, it was like a Saturday and I don't know what I was doing, but I was just driving him insane. And, um, I'm like, you're not going to shoot me. And I remember like saying, <laughs> like goading him like that. You're not going to shoot me. And of course he wasn't going to shoot me Bad with a mistake. BB gun, yeah. no, but he wasn't going to, you could hurt someone with a BB gun. Yeah. So what he did instead, and if I had this on video, I probably could make a million dollars. My father, I was in the, uh, so basically his, his bedroom, if you open up the door to his bedroom, you look right into the bathroom and he somehow, he blasted the can of Barbasol shaving cream. It exploded. The shaving cream went all over the floor. I slipped and I cracked my head on the, <laughs> on the bathroom, on the bathroom wow. floor. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That he, meant, shot. he shot, exploded the can all over the floor, cracked my head on the thing, and then he had a good what laugh, a and that was it. Yeah, so. He'd probably be better off if he just shot you in the foot. He should have yeah. shot me and just like shot the me. Thigh or yeah, something. Exactly. yeah, no, I had like a, a big lump on my head from hitting the floor. Yeah, and that's the best. Aim center yeah. mass. So, rest in peace, Daddy <laughs> rest Boy. Rest in peace, Papa Hirsch. <laughs> you know. Shot me, dumped me out of a car, beat yeah. me in front of my... Uh, you should have shot him. As yeah. As I'm looking up there. He was I, um, the I have a question for you, though. Say Max is in high school and mm -hmm. he has his own little drinking club and you get called down to the school because he's drunk in school. What's your reaction? You know what? It's tough because um, Stacy... Thank God for Stacy when it comes to the parenting of these kids from an mm -hmm. educational standpoint because I'll be the first to admit that um, I, I, I don't do a great job of it. So... Part of me would be like, oh, man, that cool Max is going to be like the cool kid in school. He's going to be drinking, yeah. whatever. But ultimately, I can never get that past Stacey because yeah. she does a good job of making sure that so far both girls, Samantha was going to a good college. Anna's on target for it. Yeah. Max, not as much. But, you know, so. <laughs> He's a good boy. In, in, inside, I would be like, I'm proud of him. But ultimately, you gotta. I got to.
you know. Does yeah. Stacy feel bad about that though? Because like I'm like Stacy, and I actually feel guilty how good my no. kids are. Like no. I feel like they have no. She doesn't because she's a good mom. They have like, no you know. memories. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being. Oh no, 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 Stacy no, let them have fun, but she no. you know, when it comes to the school, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like I was always like you know climbing up on top of schools like and but you know, that doesn't like, happen oh, anymore do though. Yeah, was, but I'll tell you like, my experience with Carla and Juliana. Carla is a, a phenomenal mom. Yeah, very strict though. Yeah, and I'm the one that wants Juliana to have the kind of childhood that I had, kind of carefree. Right. If if I fall off the monkey bars, if I get dirty, right. Carla doesn't want any of that shit. She doesn't let her take risks. Right. And Juliana is 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 all over the place. She will. She'll jump off the highest thing. Mm -hmm. And the, the most dangerous thing that she can do, she'll do. Right. And when Carla was in Colombia and I was watching Juliana, Carla's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, Juliana's just outside. She she made a mud puddle and she found a worm and we have a new pet worm. And Carla was like beside herself. I'm like, <laughs> I want Juliana to have this fucking experience where she gets dirty. I want her to have a pet worm. I wanted to, yeah, we had a pet worm. We named him Herman. That's amazing. And Carla got home. She was mortified because we kept it until Carla got home. Mark Herman? Mark Herman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's my new co po podcast co-host. <laughs> uh, but I wanted and like Carla's like, oh, I wanted to go to private school. I'm like, no, I wanted no. to go to public school so she could dri drive her bike to her friend's house. And they, you know, they could they could drink champagne at her friend's house and, you know, just, just maybe smoke a little pot. You, something. you know what? It's a great point. And I will tell you that I am I am conflicted because I think back. I mean, the truth is no, there's no child who sh i mean i was drinking when i was 11 years old and by the time i was a teenager i was drinking heavily and it yeah. led to some stuff so that shouldn't be the case and it would never be with kids nowadays mm -hmm. but sometimes i think that these kids don't really get a chance to live the life that we did but then you know then if it winds up making their lives better in the long run then isn't it better it I, is, I don't know it's hard to I, mean, I struggle with it yeah it's good. i really yeah. struggle yeah. it because i want them to experience stuff but at the same time yeah. i can't help helping them not make bad choices you, you know my my parents let me have my fun they knew they would let me know when i was making the wrong decisions and i always ended up for the most part making the right decisions eventually uh they let me make my mistakes and i want i want juliana to have that i want her to you know make you know small mistakes here and there learn from them but i want her to have fun and i want her to go to school in the community where she lives yeah so she has friends up the block and they they play manhunt at night and do shit like but we you're used to but do. you're not going to keep her you guys have talked about this you don't want her to be you want to move districts you yeah, want to move districts because it's a terrible district okay where we are but, okay you know and she's in a great school now she has really good friends that we okay. love Okay. But, you know, once she gets towards middle school and stuff, definitely a different district. I want to go to, like, you know, Merrick, Maspeak, Wabelm, or something like that. Okay. But uh, but I want her to go to public school. I want her to have that experience. And yeah. I want her to, you know, either not be able to go out on the weekends because her friend lives in Manhasset. Right. You know, I, w I want her to, you know. Yeah, I don't. Hey, one do thing me a favor, not to interrupt, but Mike, pull up YouTube because see if there's any comments. I got, I'm out of YouTube right now. Something uh, happened on my phone. The one thing that I will tell you is the, the, the kids anything. that I grew up with who wound up going to private school for mm -hmm. high school, they eventually came back to public school. And the ones that didn't, a lot of them turned out to be dregs of society. Yeah. So I don't buy into the, you know, I, and, I mean, it works for some people, but yeah. I, I'm certainly pro public school for sure. No question. I know that for people that I like, they're public school people. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm I not saying it can't work. You're, you're more social. You get to hang out with your friends. Uh, yeah. Steve Fernandez says he hopes we kiss. <laughs> I think that wish might come true. Probably. 
Probably about ten thirty uh, tonight. Steve Lenzo said that he uh, he won thirty dollars on your uh, yes, on your good Lenzo. Trip. That's awesome, my man and, Lenzo. Uh, Steve Lenzo asked which strip cl- uh, club I went to. I went. To, I was at Gossip. Oh, Gossip. Gossip okay. is probably yeah. the classier one on London. It's, cla- yeah. it's classy, but still. Meanwhile, yeah. my friend went downstairs with five hundred dollars to fuck some Russian. Yeah. Russian All right, Canadian. we we say fornicate on this show, young man. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, there was a, no fornication. There was fucking. Wait a second. So th- we're outing this guy. Does he like with he with children with wife with? Yeah, he's, he's got a kid. Another kid on the way. Also. Oh, okay. You're so a dead th- man. there was just no reason <laughs> just for this kidding, tonight. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even have my reunion. <laughs> no, I made a fake name. It's Tom. It's not Tom. But you always slip with the names anyway, <laughs> really though. Do. You always I slip. Really you always do all the time. Um, so yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, I I think I'm probably listen. I'm the fact that I've had two girls go through high school. Anna's going to be a senior. Samantha's already out of high school. I think. I like the fact that we, they were a little bit more sheltered. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to Max, will it, will that be a double standard for me? And Absolutely. I want him to yeah. do that. There might be yeah. because I. The truth is this: I had the best high school child experience growing up. I'm still very close with a large chunk of my high school yeah. class, and it's 30 years. Same so here. that you know, you can't put. There's no dollar value on that. You can't put any value on you know the people who listen to this show from you know more than anything are the people I grew up with. Yeah, you same know. Here. So and I had the same high school experience. I went to every party. Yeah, I rode my bicycle to, to my friend John's house up the block. I'd come home, at, you know, when the street lights went on. You know, that's what yeah. I want for her. I want. I don't want her to be stuck home on a Friday, Saturday night because her friends all live twenty miles away. So this is an interesting question. That um, so. Does Carla? I mean, there's nothing that's really spoken or set. Um, you guys aren't married. You're not. You haven't adopted Juliana. But mm-hmm. do, do you have you just kind of assumed the role as a, a, a co decision maker? Is I, that I have? You know, I I I think I do more than I actually do because Carla, if whatever Carla wants is what happens. You yeah. Know? Well, and, it's her. It's her mother. It's, it's our. A guardian. You know, that's always our biggest fight. Is that. You know, I'll disagree on something with Carla, and I never get right. Like, no matter how right I am, right. You know, but uh, but I mean, but, you Mike, know, Juliana, you, she'll call me. I dad just need sometimes. you to watch her sometimes, okay, Mike? That's it. <laughs> Shut she wants you just to babysit. I don't. You know, I don't we don't <laughs> just, want you to be like her. <laughs> just watch her sometimes. Buy her. No. So what? 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 Seriously, what will she say though, Carla? Be like, like, Car- like, uh, if, if, like we'll take that that argument for example. Carla wants her to go to private school she's gonna end up going to fucking private school okay you know, like, yeah and uh carl's like oh you know it's my daughter i know what's best for her i'm like other people might you know right you're not right 100 percent of the time but i mean like juliana she'll, she'll call me dad she'll introduce me to her friends as my dad now that's know? interesting so will she call you dad and and call you mike and or call me she... mikey also yeah. mikey also okay yeah. That's interesting. My I kids want to do that with like Tony. They'll yeah. they'll introduce it, like, these are my parents. Like yeah. Tony goes to all like the school, but they won't guidance ref- counselor. They stuff. won't refer to Tony yeah. as they won't call him dad per se though, right? They don't call him dad. They'll call him Tony. But no, but if I'm like making some type of family announcement because I hate them all, I'm like yeah. I'm like 
me and dad decided you know yeah yeah it's interesting um i wonder over time mike if that will just transition into i think it will more because you know eventually we're gonna get married we're gonna live yeah. together and yeah. juliana dying for that to happen yeah oh, we all are it's funny i was talking to juliana while carla was away and i'm like uh you know yeah me and she's like you know mommy you're gonna get married you like, yeah we are and when i get a ring you come with me we're gonna pick out the ring oh my god so juliana goes to carla the other day she goes mom Mike said that I'm going to help him pick out a ring, and he's going to ask you to marry him. And if you say no, he's going to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I'm like, Cosy, why would you say that there? I'm like, I didn't say all that. Yeah. You, you know. I didn't say anything about a ring. <laughs> <laughs> I just said I'm going to kill myself. I just said jewelry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, we're talking about this so freely. Is that something that you guys, is there like, hey, we're just going to get this this situated in our life we're going to get this situated and like is it a is it a two-year plan five-year plan is it, it like what's the i think it's within a one-year plan i mean okay you know the thing is it's kind of the housing like i want to just get our own house it's yeah. her mom's house so it's tough to get rid of the house and move out and you know okay so you know i'm i'm set with my job pretty much now i just got a raise today hey yeah, congratulations boy um, good but uh so you know i'm, I'm comfortable there um, I think probably within the next year or so. So, w w will there be a will there be a sale of this house that's Which, in in Freeport? Yeah, we plan to. We we actually had it up for sale not too long ago. And but isn't her sister and the the lover in the house too? No, they're out of the house. Now. Okay, they have the, they have so house. you guys can sell the house. You'll get some money from it. Her mom will get some money from it. Her, her mom will probably get all the money and okay. give some of it to Carla or whatever. Okay, but there's a t actually a tenant downstairs now. Okay, so, so what happened? We're what getting happened? money from the tenants. So he'll probably just stay there, and whoever buys the house will okay. take Because we, we, I, you know, I do real estate sometimes on the side. Right. I had the house on the market, showed it, got an offer right away, but then it kind of fell through the cracks. And they, okay, you know, but so there's a plan, and, and there's a feasible. Because listen, Long Island is a, is murderous right now, but you guys, yeah. you're gonna be able to pull this off. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, and I, and you know, the good thing is that we're not in a rush. You know, with the, the housing, buying a house right now is terrible. Right. So, you know, if it, if it is a year or so down the road. I don't even know. You're 38. Carla's younger than you? A little older. A little older. Okay. Yeah. So in the same age range, yeah. though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we have a game plan. So we do have a game plan. But you know what? And she's also not super motivated to get married anyway. Like, she's well, no, we've, 12 years. We've all heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I'm the one that wants to get married and have a kid. And she's right. like, no, nah, I'm done with all that shit. Yeah. So it, that's interesting. Is that is there is there... Is that an open conversation or no? Having a kid, no. Oh. She, would, she would adopt. She would never have another kid. Okay. Out of okay. Her, out of That's her. fair. I mean, yeah. she's, you know, she's older. Yeah. She doesn't want one out of her vagina, but she'll... We'll yeah. Okay. We'll adopt, maybe. Okay. I mean, you have a baby together, essentially. Yeah. You know, so... I mean, yeah, I've known Juliana since she was two. Right. Okay. Well, now that we've gotten that hashed out... <laughs> I, I, it's something that I'm always I think about, and uh, you know, people say that you're a little bit nosy, Hirsch. And but in this form, I can ask whatever the hell I want. So, exactly. You know, it makes for good so, radio. It does make for good radio, um, as does um, Papa Hirsch beating stories. And, <laughs> Papa uh, Hirsch, we should do a Papa yeah. Hirsch beating segment. Oh yeah, there's some other ones, but it was always with love, and uh, you <laughs> know, certainly, um, you know, he would have been phenomenal for this show honestly because yeah, yeah. he was he was so much funnier than me it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. such a funny guy so thanks for letting me uh play those those uh 
those voice recordings. That was pretty cool. Thanks, you. And, thank uh, you, and thanks, Papa Hirsch. Great, you have yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, and it was definitely, definitely pretty neat. Do you, do you um, go through them often? Uh, I don't. I don't because you know it. It sometimes puts me down. It, it drags me down that hole. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, but in this venue, though, I thought it was going to be okay to listen to them and and dissect yeah. them and joke a little bit about it. So now I'll go home into a fetal ball and sit there yeah, for the next twelve I, hours till I. You're gonna be a mess till I. Till I force myself to go to work. <laughs> like this morning, I woke up and I was in a bad anxiety way this morning and you know it's funny one of my friends had texted and like what's going on why is that happening and the truth is for people who who have ever been affected with true anxiety there is no there's no marker all the time anxiety comes in many different ways sometimes it is because there's something tangible and sometimes it's something that you have no idea it could be something that you're thinking about that may not be happening for 6 months from now um and so today for me when i had woken up and i was just like i, I just didn't want to get out of bed i didn't want to you know i drove max school got him breakfast did all that because you have to you have to fight through Push it through, yeah. but um once i got back home i went for a little walk went came back home fell back asleep for like 20 minutes and for me i don't always sleep great at night but when i get that if i get that back to sleep morning sleep yeah. i could it's the best sleep ever for whatever reason i can sleep hard in the morning huh. but it goes so quick and then i was up and i go to work and i'm like fuck i really just don't feel like doing this right now but I brought my car and then I walked to work and you pull through it. But it's shitty. It's yeah. shitty. And so for people who don't understand it, um, and and um, I think it's a natural question to ask. Well, what is it that's bothering you? Potentially, the worst thing about anxiety is that you don't know why it's why something's bothering you. If you did, if it was something tangible, then like sometimes if I'm performing on a big show, I will be very anxious leading up to the show. But when I come off stage, I feel like I'm on top of the world, yeah. have a couple of drinks and everything is okay. Yeah. But the worst thing is when that feeling of anxiety is there and you can't identify it. And it yeah, just happens. You just feel helpless it's it's the craziest thing and 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 of course it's one of the you know i got uh, my good looks for my dad and and a good sense of humor but my father i remember when i was a kid he would he would have anxiety and i would be like come on pop let's go have a catch yeah. like and i would say like just just forget about it like i, I remember being like 12 yeah. 15, like just forget about it and but even adults feel that, that that don't experience that feel the same way like just get get the fuck over it mm. i think people are trying though i think like mental health like it, yeah. the best thing you can do is talk about it because like like if you don't have that then you don't know and we're yeah. all like trying to understand because yeah. apparently you know for many decades we've all missed it and didn't understand i think yeah. that's so true and so the more that you explain it because how are you supposed to understand like i because <clears throat> i don't know so and that uh, you you explain it beautifully, and you and you've explained it on Facebook a few times, and and I'm like, oh. Well, today today helped me actually because I was feeling really anxious, and then I wrote it on Facebook, and it actually was a little therapeutic to like let someone else know, like, hey, I'm not right right this minute. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna not like dangerous. I'm not gonna hurt myself like that at all. But like, I definitely don't feel right, and. um you know, t t when people write in like, hey, I know you feel, do this, do that. And then you people get Mike Keegan who makes little masturbation gifs. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, not only no. that, but like, like Neil Rubinstein who struggles with it. Oh, I talk to Neil. All the time. I talk to him constantly. And his answer was, and it's going to be worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Because, yeah. like, he knows. So I, so Neil has been I, I traveling the country Neil. now, and I talk to Neil. We communicate, I would say, through through text or um, Facebook Messenger, I would say, multiple times a week since he's been. Did you ever listen to his show? I have. I have. Because, I, yeah. like, it was beautiful and yeah. and i would hear you know comics around the station and around the club like oh like oh these two they 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 have this show and it's it's all you know about how depressed they are and i'm like you haven't listened to it because it's beautiful it's so listen for me hearing people talk about being depressed or having anxiety is so often therapeutic for me because it, you know when you when you feel crazy to hear that other people feel crazy too it's it's almost like i don't want to compare it to like um you know when you you know you want to be shitty when someone else is shitty that's not really it it's just knowing that um what was it misery loves company it's not really that it's it's more so um knowing that you're not nuts that like, like it's, it's just legit. Like you take a breath you know yeah. like oh okay good someone yeah else. it does like oh so it's not just me mm-hmm. you know so today reading some of those things even even the funny thing that you wrote and a couple other things was definitely like give me a little bit of a chuckle mm-hmm. um and uh, I don't know, a friend of mine had texted me uh, a meme um, the other day, and it, 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 um, they said that it reminded me of me. And the meme was basically like, um, even if I'm in like a, a terrible situation somewhere, like a funeral or whatever, I still feel the need to make a little jokey joke. Yeah. And the truth is, it made me laugh because I do feel that. And sometimes making a little joke and, and um, you know laughing at something is therapeutic for me. And some people find that to be like, why are you always joking? That's what I, every single time, that's my first reaction. Right. I love that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I love that in you guys. I don't, I that's don't. all I know how to do, though, you know? And so, and it looks like a crutch, and maybe it is, yeah. um, but that's just, I. that's how I know how to handle things. Like, I don't know how to handle things other than bring a little levity to the situation, and the truth is, there's probably better ways sometimes to deal with things. My, but my natural instinct is to do that. I don't... I don't share it maybe three quarters of the time because I know that people think that it's insensitive or yeah. they think you're immature doing that. But no, that's yeah. how I deal with things. Right. The first thing I'm going to do is try to think of something funny to make myself feel better. Yeah. Maybe it's selfish, but. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not selfish. But um, maybe we'll, in upcoming weeks, maybe we'll uh, we'll hit stuff like this a little bit more. Um, and, uh, you know, my, you've heard me talk about my best friend Dave before. His wife actually is, um, is a pretty well-renowned, um, therapist who she deals with some, although she can't, uh, we can't talk about who it is. She has some pretty high profile, um, patients and, uh, Winfrey, um, pretty big (laughs) ones actually pretty big. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we'll bring her on one time. I mean, you know, Maybe again, we as we go along with the show, and and uh, we're not going to be what, what? What's the term that we said? We're not going to be uh, pigeonholed. Uh, pi- pigeonholed. Yeah. yeah, we're not going to be pigeonholed. And, don't and you pigeonhole us? Yeah. So we're fans. we're gonna we're gonna go different directions, and and uh, you know, we're gonna talk about things that are not always serious or not always funny. So uh, yeah, maybe we'll bring that to you guys, and hopefully you you enjoyed that part of the show tonight and everything else. And uh, before we go, let let Mikey talk. He might have some. Um, some gigs coming up this weekend. I don't yeah, know what's happening. Some stuff going on this weekend. I'll be at the Comedy Cove in Springfield, New Jersey. Okay, terrific. Friday and Saturday, it's fun, fun time. Good. Next weekend, I will be here in the main room at Governor's Friday and Saturday. Uh, 
warming up for um, Irene Bremis's. Uh, she's taping a comedy special here in the oh, main room of Governor, terrific. Uh, Governor's. Irene Bremis is awesome. One of the funniest people I know. So I'll be featuring both shows for mm-hmm. her as she tapes her live special. So awesome. Make sure you get tickets to that. It'll be a lot of fun. Awesome. Good. Okay. Uh, well, I have absolutely nothing to promote as usual. So uh, with that note, Sally, anything you want to promote at all? No, I'm good. good. Happy Father's Day to everyone. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and to the, the pseudo dads like Mikey. And, uh, you know, keep on supporting us. You know, we got a lot of positive feedback about last week's show and uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of LOLs and such. So keep on sharing and such. I love you, Dad. <laughs> is that trying to rub it in the- no, no 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 I'm not rubbing it in I'm just like you know I love you too dad wherever you are <laughs> alright guys I love you Papa Hirsch <laughs> thanks All for right. listening guys we love you thank you thanks. bye